0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast. My name is Jeff Gluck, and this is another edition of the Social Spotlight, which I try to do every week when possible. To ask people in the NASCAR industry about their social media use and one of the ones that I really want to do from the very start is with Brian Cook aka Boris from Joe Gibbs Racing now Boris or Brian whatever you want to call him is one of the masters at social media in the NASCAR industry and there's a lot of good people in the industry right now who are doing very impressive creative things but Boris has been innovating since pretty much the start of the NASCAR Twitter movement. Um, He's since moved over to doing some awesome things on Snapchat. He's an amazing artist as well. And, uh, of course, also Facebook Live and Instagram and all that sort of thing. So he's really good at it, and I thought it would be cool to get some insight on how somebody in his position does his job. So let's take a listen to what he had to say. Okay. I'm here with Brian Cook, AKA Boris. We are in somewhat of a closet-ish thing at Joe Gibbs Racing, but there's a story behind this because it's going to be a new social media studio thing that they're building here. And um, Boris, AKA Brian, I don't know which one I should call you, uh, just gave me a little tour of it. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, What are you you guys doing here? We're building a social media studio that's going to center a lot around video because those are the The two big
1: things that our partners and our fans really are enjoying, I think, uh, social media is one of the top three things we hear from partners and, and obviously for fans, it's just a continued way to, to get them connected to the drivers and to our team. And my goal is really to make them feel like they're a part of the team. So the more we can do that, the more we can have a space that just makes it easy to go live on, you know, a Facebook or an Instagram or even a Twitter is, uh, is important. And, and I think, it'll be important too, because it'll give us a chance to shoot more cars. It'll give us a chance to unveil things, to showcase crew members, to have them here and kind of have a more comfortable setting for them to either do an interview or get some insight or talk about their job or talk about a car. And I think I think that's going to be an exciting part about about this.
0: So before we get any further, I, I'm sure a lot of people might not know the backstory behind why everybody here calls you Boris and your real name is Brian. What's What's the deal with that?
1: All right, well, it started my first week on the job, and I got on the team plane to go to Talladega. First time going to the track with JGR, and Joey Logano was our driver back then, and he's sitting in the row in front of me, coincidentally. And I, when I started, I had a, a big fro, a big curly fro, and, and, and uh, facial hair, and I looked a lot like Boris said. And, and Joey turned around, hadn't met me before, and he said, Hey, has anybody ever told you you look like Boris said? And I said, yeah, actually. And he says, you know, that's your new nickname now. So he like knighted me. And it's been actually pretty awesome because it's kind of turned into a pen name. And uh, I've read, I read this book about, about how to sort of be successful with people and in business. And they always talked about having an artifact. Like I think uh, it was Madeleine Albright or one of the politicians always wore a pin, a lapel pin, always a different one. And so it was just something that people remembered. And so I found out that that's kind of what the nickname has turned into is, you know, people remember it and it's it's funny. It's kind of a, I guess it's endearing. I don't know. It's a, uh, Boris is a nice guy. I've met him a couple times and we've done some funny videos together with some stare-offs. But so I have to thank Joey for that one. It, it kind of helped out.
0: Well, it is really interesting though, because I feel like Um, No offense to other social media people out in NASCAR, but you've been around long enough and and you're so um, ingrained with the team that I feel like everybody knows you at JGR. You could walk through anywhere and everybody's like, yeah, they know exactly who you are. They know what you do. Um, And and you're really, I feel like, part of the team. Um, So when that comes to your job and things like that, does that help you? Does that make things easier when you're trying to approach people to do things?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's, it's vital. I think, uh, I always feel like I'm playing the long game. This is my eighth season with the team and I've been on the road every, every year with the team on almost every race. And so it's been, it's been important for them to be comfortable. And of course, trust is the biggest thing. It's, it's knowing that I'm, I'm for them. I'm biased for JGR for making our driver, our team, our owner look good. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, unashamed about that. They want me to be excited when we win and disappointed when we lose. And so um, it's important for them to know that, that they can trust me and that I have their best interests at heart. And also that I love the sport and love JGR. And I, I just want to, want to tell the story and I want to tell a good story that, that, um, that is interesting to the, to the fans, but also uh, puts us in a good light. So I think, uh, it's, it's at the point now where, where I do feel like a, a driver can see me walking around and ask me to help them knock out a video or ask them for an idea for how to do something on their own channels that, you know, they're, they're not, technically employees they're team members of course but um, we want to elevate their channels so it's it's been really exciting for me to to kind of see that development where you start with social media when I started you know it, Twitter was really just becoming important I wouldn't even even say it's, it was vital to a business yet it was more hobby level but it was getting there and you know coach and, and Dave Alpern our president kind of had the foresight to realize we needed somebody in that position starting to you know catch the the tidal wave that was coming. And, and so, um, it was important to, to kind of have fun with it then, but then over the long run, seeing kind of proving myself and showing that I,
0: that I was going to do a good job. Those guys now trust me to help them with their own things. So that's exciting for me. Let's get into your general philosophy real quick before we dive into some of the specifics of what you do, because I feel like, and you touched on this at the start, but your general philosophy when you're on your channels is you're really trying to say you're part of our team in fact you'll you'll say that like you guys are part of us we're here for you we're in this together um is that i mean do you does everything you do sort of stem from that philosophy
1: yeah i mean to start with my philosophy i have to start with my background i mean i i kind of fell in love with racing when i was about 12 years old my uncle got me into it and i have kind of a funny story with it is that you know i I, was kind of born with a natural artistic bend and so i i started falling in love with racing because of the color and the speed and the excitement and so i i know that that world of how it feels to be a kid there at a track and and enamored by everything that's going on and so i always approach the social strategy from that standpoint from viewing sort of me as a kid what would i want to see what did that feel like um i mean i i kind of i'm jealous of fans now, especially younger fans with social media, I would have killed for the opportunity to back then to, to be able to interact and send a drawing in or send uh, or or interact with a driver or a crew member or give feedback and see it, you know, used in some way on a team, social media that um, I would have loved that. So I always approach it like that. Like, like you said, I want, I want the person to feel like they're part of the team as much as I can. And that involves, you know, direct interaction as much as I can. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted to design streetcars and I wrote a letter to one of the car manufacturers and they wrote me back and it was, I mean, I still remember that, you know, is I remember how the embossment on the paper felt. And so I, I just kind of try to always keep that in mind when I approach it. And that's that's sort of a general thing, but it's, it's very important to to have that approach because social media, it changes daily. It feels like, I mean, a new update to an app, a new a new piece of content every week's a different story. And so I just always have to have that that kind of background in mind.
0: Well, it's, it's pretty incredible, you know, hearing how you got started sort of um, in the age before social media really took off, particularly like Snapchat, because, you know, now if you were out there with the artistic skills you have, and I hope that you guys have checked out um, some of his art just in, in general, but the stuff he does on Snapchat's unbelievable. I mean, you would be like a hot commodity just for Snapchat stuff alone. And it's turned out just you already in a social media job, Snapchat comes along and it becomes perfect for you in that way. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, who would have thought, I mean, I really, maybe it sounds corny, but I really feel like I'm sort of in the zone. Like I was kind of built, you know, like it was meant to be here, you know? And, and so it, who would have thought that you could merge, you know, Artistic stuff and NASCAR racing. I mean, anybody and people did in college. you know, laugh at me for that. I mean, I I didn't sort of hide it. You know that I that I wanted to go that way in, in art school. That's what my degree is in. And so you can imagine, you know, uh, how that comes across. But you know, I think it's important to find your niche, and and, and I'm really thankful that I have. And yeah, I, I have to pinch myself. I mean, I kind of get chills talking about it now. So it um, Snapchat's been fun to to literally see an outlet for
0: drawing you know, in, in my world is, is exciting. So let's, as long as we're on Snapchat, let's go there for a second. Um, it seems like you really do try to tell a story like chronologically with your Snapchat from start to finish on a race day. Is that, am I correct in that?
1: On race days? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's uh it's again about insight. I always, I still debate with myself about how to, how to best do it. How, how much information is too much information versus fun posts. You know, versus document uh, documenting, but uh, yeah, I do. I definitely try to do a start to finish and look for storylines within the race. Um, I'm not trying to pressure myself to cover everything. I mean, I know you can't please everyone, but there's a lot going on, especially with four cars and three in Xfinity. But uh, yeah, it's 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 giving insight. It's giving radio communication, and it's really quality over quantity.
0: So, how does that change on? Okay, so like a non-race day. Let's say they come to you and they're like, hey, Boris, uh, we're going to be having a uh, car unveil and, you know, we want you to cover it. So you have all sorts of options now, you know, you and you only have so many hands, even though I know you have two phones at times, but, you know, you could put something on Periscope, you could put something on Facebook Live, you could put something on Snapchat, you could put something on even Instagram Live now. What do you do? How do you uh, decide what to cover it with?
1: Well, I have a feel for which platform is going to spur the most engagement which one fans you know expect certain kinds of content on i think you know twitter would be more news related maybe more breaking news and and facebook and especially snapchat now are more of the fun uh, kind of insider story behind things Uh, it also depends on a partner as well they sometimes have have a uh, preference for which outlet they have either more followers on or they want they feel like they're better for their business so that comes into play too I think uh, right now, you know, Facebook is the the behemoth that has the the engagement, and it's an easy way to to store content as well as as unveil it. So so that that typically is going to be the one we go to. I think uh, stories are great because they let us um, they let us tell the story in qu- in quick hits. But uh, for a car unveil, it's typically a, a live hit, and Facebook right now is just there's no real other place to go for the numbers. Uh, the other ones are doing well and and they're exciting, but. If you have to choose one, which oftentimes we do, unless we want to use two phones, which we have done in the past, uh, I'll go with Facebook.
0: Yeah, I um, tagged along with you to a paint scheme unveil last year at Fort Bragg. And um, I think that was the first time I'd seen you use this two prong thing with uh, a pair of phones on it, both being charged. And you, I think you were periscoping and Facebook living at the same time. But d- do you feel like overall, as things have settled that Facebook live is, it sounds like the better platform for you?
1: I think so. And and Facebook's really hands on. It's an exciting time because we have people from Facebook that are working with us, which is the first time in my seven or eight years that that's happened. So, you know, I have to give kudos to Facebook for showing the initiative to to do that. I think, you know, if other platforms did that, it might be a little bit of a different story Uh, because it's not all about numbers in social media. I mean, of course, you know, people always want big numbers, but to me, it's about authentic engagement. and, And that's why I'm big on Snapchat too, because if you think about um, Twitter and Facebook, the the percentage of engagement, you know, as a percentage of your followers, is relatively low. I mean, it's it's, you know, sometimes it's significant, but on a Snapchat, you could be looking at a an eighty percent, you know, engagement. Even if we, um, I don't know our follower count, but say we had ten thousand, I mean, we're getting you know eight thousand highly engaged people that watch all the way through a story. I mean, that's more valuable to me than, than if we got, you know, 20,000 on another platform that, you know, aren't, aren't actually engaging. So, uh, so Facebook is, is Facebook live is great because of the, the comments and the interaction and the, and the ability to, to really include people in a space that they're not expecting to be.
0: That's interesting because, you know, I'm, I'm always sort of torn on what to shoot, you know, do I, do I want a video? Do I want a snap? Um, and, and you know, sometimes I get myself in a situation where I'm like, dang it, I missed that. I should have done this platform when you're out at at things and you're covering stuff, whether it's at a, at a sponsor event or uh, during a race. I mean, do you ever get in a situation where you're like second guessing yourself that you should have done a different thing or you missed something because it was live?
1: Yeah, definitely. I've, I've kind of figured out a little bit of a process. Uh, I typically shoot first in Snapchat always, and this could work for Instagram stories too, but I shoot first in Snapchat. Cause I know I can download it on the spot and I could put it somewhere else, but then Snapchat, you can't obviously reverse that into Snapchat. So I make sure I have that because it also gives me a chance to, to sort of cut down on how much I'm shooting. Like it has a window and I don't want to, you know, I want to make sure I'm getting the good stuff and the, the high quality stuff. And so it's, it's helpful for me kind of in a disciplinary way to, to really focus down on, okay, what's going to work here. Um, and then sometimes I'll just shoot with a regular camera and know that I can put it up elsewhere. Um, but uh, lives a lot of times now definitely have to be planned out and, in my world at least, have to be kind of thought through because, you know, you ultimately don't want to embarrass anyone. And, and everybody in our team, There, we have great people here and drivers are pros, you know, off the track in their media and their image, so um, you, you just, along those lines of trust, you, you want to make sure that, that they know you're going live that they, they understand what the context is. And so
0: there's just nothing unexpected as much as you can control.
1: There's nothing unexpected. that's going to
0: happen. What's the pressure like to be sort of the voice of the company? I mean, you're out there on Twitter, you know, you get all sorts of people tweeting at you sometimes to the team and you're having to answer them at sometimes. and they might not be in a pleasant mood or, um, you may have to deal with haters, you know, How do you deal with people, um, you know, on a a daily basis like that?
1: It's funny because there's I kind of walk on a line of you want to show personality because this is a sport. It's fun. I mean, I have fun every time I go to the track and and that's what people want out of sports, I think. And so you want to be fun and you want to be biased to the level that shows how much of part of this team I am and how much I care about it. And then you also have, of course, the wisdom side and the the side about not embarrassing anyone, and 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 so that's a, it's a fun line to walk. And I've I've figured out ways to do that that um, you know through experience have uh, helped me do that. I think there's always opportunity to engage in fun back and forth banter. I mean, I think it's just a, a human thing. I mean, it's just uh, it goes back to authenticity. Authenticity is is um, understanding that this is really about about one-on-one interactions with people that are now seen on a broader level. So everything that comes along with that has to be considered. I think uh, there's been some great times with other teams specifically where we can have some fun back and forth. That's not over the line. Um, I remember with uh, RCR, for example, we'd have, we'd have fun back and forth just in a competitive way about a pass on the track and, and things like that. And, and I love that. Cause I think, I think fans want that. I mean, I remember growing up, I mean, my uncle has one driver, one team, he was a big Earnhardt fan. And so, you know there was nobody else that he wanted to, to deal with and he he was going to talk trash and about jeff gordon who i liked you know and so so that's that's part of our sport so i don't you don't want to lose that um but uh as far as being a voice i think the great part about this company is it's it's a family run deal and it feels like a small team even though we have a lot of employees here uh, i have i think at this point i have a pretty good feel for how coach likes to be represented and that's always my first thought is i want to represent coach gibbs and and our drivers and our you know, our team as a whole in the right way and the way he'd want to be represented, not, not about my personality, but about what his, his would be. So I keep that in mind and I double check and reread everything. And I think, what would this person think? And what would that person think? And it's, it can be, it can be a little exhausting, but you know, obviously the, the payoff is big and if things go bad, it could be really bad. So it's, there's a lot of pressure and uh, you know, you, you make mistakes, but we have a good team here. So I figured it out.
0: So is it always just you? Do you have um, do you have helpers, um, assistants, or anything like that? Like if if somebody tweets, is it always you that's tweeting back?
1: Uh, not anymore. It, up until about uh, within the last year, we've because of all these platforms we've already talked about. It's just it's almost humanly impossible. So so no, we have we have um, one person, Stacy, who who kind of helps with Twitter and and getting things up, getting posts scheduled, and things like that. And then we have. Uh, a girl named Amanda and Evan, and we have an intern named um, Sarah that, that help out. And we uh, work on the creative and and kind of work together with brainstorms and make videos and, and all that stuff. So um, there's, there's a lot, they always joke with me that it's, uh, it's kind of like everybody thinks there's just one person Boris so uh, I don't know if you watch Walking Dead but uh, there's there's this character Negan that he calls his whole group they all go by the name Negan it's kind of I'm not quite that egotistical I, I hope <laughs> but uh, anyway they, they always joke with me about that but no it's um within the first six or so years it was a lot, a lot of a, a one man band and it was it was um, it was a lot but I, I loved it and I still still do but uh, it just got to the point where we needed a team
0: and, and I have a good one so um, how many races do you end up going to, um, per year. Right. Right now I'm scheduled to go to scheduled to go to all of them. And that's what I thought. I, yeah. I was like, do you ever get off weekends for these trap? But I guess not, huh?
1: Now the weekends are, it's tough to get an off weekend this weekend in Martinsville. If well, we're going to Martinsville and uh, I'll get Saturday off just going cup day. So that's good, but they're good to hear about giving me my Thursday and Friday off for the two days that I need to find, you know, here and there, um, depending on what the race schedule is, the, the, West coast swings, always a tough one as it is for anybody in the industry, but there's a lot of great stuff there. Like we covered the car swapping, which is an insider look that a lot of people don't see. So it's worth it, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely a whirlwind schedule.
0: So I know you have, you have help now and, and you do get some off days, but it still is such a demanding job. It has to be sort of overwhelming at times. What's your secret to, you know, making it through the season in a sense where, you know, you can take enough time for yourself and and be rested when you get to the playoffs and all that.
1: I think I don't do much with my personal social media channels. It just gets to the point where I, you know, I'm sort of creatively spent, you know, by the time I'm home and and relaxed. And so I'm not on my phone as much uh, once I get home. And that's pretty important for me. It's, you have to be able to turn it off and I, and I, I think I can, um, Even in our industry with news breaking all the time, it's hard, but, uh, I have, I have the people that are important on my contact list on this special, you know, tone when I get an email from them. So I know, I know I'm not going to miss that, but, but for me, it's, uh, it's just getting away from a screen is the most important part, but, uh, it's, it's hard because I, I really love the sport. And so, I mean, if, if I wasn't working in it, I'd still be following it. So just becoming a little less emotionally attached to it is, is the, the key, I think. And not, not to a, you know, too far of an extent, but just to the extent where
0: you're not draining yourself is, is important. Last thing that I'd like to ask you is about, um, your amazing art, um, and, and some of the creations you make. Let's just say you're going to post something, um, just on Snapchat, you know, some really cool, um, snap with a, a really cool drawing on there. How long does that take you to do and how exactly do you do that?
1: It varies. I've I've learned to to not bite off more than I can chew. I remember for the uh, the playoffs now uh, a couple of years ago, NASCAR had me draw the four finalists, a, kind of a portrait, Snapchat portrait, and that's the longest one I've done. The whole time I'm I'm just praying that Snapchat wouldn't crash while I'm in the middle of a of a portrait. <laughs> so uh, that one took I think it at least took forty minutes per per drawing. I think one of them took almost an hour. Uh, and then one of them was Kyle Bush, which I was, I felt the extra pressure of not messing up because yeah. I knew, <laughs> because I knew I'd have to see him later, but uh, I haven't done anything quite like that since it's, it's kind of a, a daunting task. But right now I lean towards fun. I don't try to be a perfectionist on Snapchat. I've seen a lot of artists that, man, they are, they're just like chiseled in their drawings. I don't, I don't know how they do it, but I decided to start using a stylus. It's a little easier on the finger. So um, I do that and right now it's leaning towards fun and and kind of, I like to, what's the word? I like to like enhance the photo that I'm taking. So if I'm in, in the shop floor, it's fun to draw a character down there. Or I've been doing these things where I turn our race cars into cars, characters, put the eyeballs on them. So, so things like that, that are simple and I know I can knock out pretty quickly. That's in my world. There's so much content and so many buckets to fill. It's, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard to not be discouraged because you feel like you could always be putting something up but it's not realistic. So when I'm drawing, I, I just have a good feel for how long something's going to take and I try to t- temper that and keep it within that window.
0: So there you have it. That was Boris with a lot of really insightful things. Uh, I feel like I learned a lot from him uh, just on how he does things and it kind of gave me some stuff to think about for myself when I'm trying to do social media things from the track and and put some stuff out there. I want to give some shout outs before we go. Um, I'd like to thank Terry Neal Brandy Faulkner, Nicole Stout, Brandon Stafford, and Pat Richardson for your patronage on my Patreon site. Thank you for allowing me to get to the tracks every week, which this week will be Martinsville Speedway. And the next podcast you'll hear will be a post Martinsville podcast. I will talk to you soon, hopefully. And thanks again for joining me on the social spotlight.